Hi, this is Nancy Miller from My Creative Life, and today I'm very excited to have um, Bunyan Morris today with me. He is an artist. He has been an art teacher in Bullock County. Um, thank you, Bunyan, for being on my podcast. Thanks for inviting me. Well, I um, wanted the audience to learn a little bit more about you because I, you've done so much in your career, and um, can you tell the audience? Um, well, I'm a retired art teacher uh, and now a professional artist. I guess I've always been a professional artist, but I've never really tried to uh, put my work out there and really kind of make you know any kind of money or anything like that at it uh, until after I retired because it just freed me up, gave me more time. But um, I live in Statesboro, Georgia uh, with my life partner, Connie, and our pup, Sophie. And uh, we spend a lot of time, um, especially now since the COVID-19 thing, mm -hmm. uh, working in our yard, um, gardening and that sort of thing. Um, but we also both like to travel and exercise mm -hmm. and, and that sort of stuff outside of, you know, me making art. That's awesome. Um, can you tell the audience a little bit more about like the first time you recall that you felt like, oh, uh, I think I'm an artist that I want to do this full time or, you know, teach it? Yeah, that may be the most uh, difficult question to answer mm. because um, I can't remember not feeling that way. Oh, really? You know, as yeah. even 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 as a little kid before um, I uh, attended school, I grew up on a farm, mm. and from you know day one, living on a farm, you have chores and things to do. Um, but you know, when I wasn't doing that, um, I was always playing outside in the yard. Um, drawing in the sand. I would make little sculptures using sticks. You know, it's just a kid entertaining himself. I'd make little sculptures using sticks and leaves and I would weave the, the, the sticks and the leaves together to make little rooftops of little buildings I was making. I'd make things like bows and arrows for when I was playing, um, you know, forts, all the usual, you know, outdoor, you know, uh, stuff that a boy would do and girls, you know. Um, so, but also, you know, I would, you know, in my room, I would draw and, and, and paint and sculpt with Play-Doh and, and that sort of thing. So I was always, you know, always mm -hmm. creating. Um, I may not have realized I was an artist at the time, but it was something that I always did. So um, when I was in elementary school, my older sister, she was involved in uh, 4-H and uh, she got me involved. And so mm -hmm. we would sit uh, at the kitchen table and do different kinds of crafts. And uh, then I would enter those into the state fair and you know, I won some ribbons mm -hmm. and the money came along with that. So, you know, when we get praise, we love those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I just, you know, I continue to do that. And, and so, you know, that's just, that's just kind of the way I started as a kid. So, but what kind of led you, because it's interesting because you're, you're such a prolific art teacher and educator. So um, what made you think to become an art teacher and educator? In high school, um, I had a, I had a, what I felt, who I felt was a really good art teacher. Uh -huh. When I look back on it, because I went yeah. to a very large, uh, even though I grew up in a rural environment, I was in a very large uh, inner city um, high school in the 70s. It was very oh. crowded. As a matter of fact, we were the largest uh, high school population-wise in the nation at the time, just in Macon, Georgia. And um, so the, the teacher, you know, the art teacher, he, Mr. Harold Lee, 
Um, I look back on it, and and he was one of those teachers where he was probably at that point in his career a little overwhelmed because he had very very crowded classes, mm-hmm. but he had an eye for students, you know, like we all do, who mm-hmm. kind of excelled or whatever, or were super interested or whatever. And so he would spend obviously more time with a lot of time with those students um, than he did the ones who were just in there just taking the electives, you know. Mm-hmm. And so he, you know, spent some time with me. Um, I actually gave me a lot of opportunities. Um, we actually made animated films uh, using uh, uh, eight millimeter cameras. Um, I got to experience clay uh, in his classroom and uh, drawing and painting. And like I said, he just took up a lot of time with me individually. And before that point, you know, this was probably, you know, midway through high school, say, you know, 11th, 10th, 11th grade. And I was actually thinking about going into, a field of forestry or maybe wildlife biology or something like that mm-hmm. and then it just kind of clicked on me that i thought you know i think i could do art and i think i you know but i need to be able to make a living so i think mm-hmm. i'll teach art mm-hmm. and so my passion first was art okay. and my and teaching was just going to be kind of a means to you know make a living yeah. and then of course i fell in love with teaching and then teaching kind of moved ahead of art um so to speak um, so that's kind of how I, you know, got into that, that, you know, direction. Yeah, that's pretty amazing because as a teacher or any kind of teacher, uh, but you just touch so many students' lives, like, and I can only imagine how many students you've taught during your career. And then the two art teachers I interviewed said you had an impact on kind of the direction of their career. And I thought that is really cool. That, that's something I'm, I'm proud of because um, knowing that there are other, you know, art teachers out there who, you know, were my students um, mm-hmm. in high school or elementary school. And uh, actually, um, um, Haley Kelly Bond, uh, when I retired from Statesboro High School, she moved into my position. She's one of my former students. Mm-hmm. And so it was almost like, okay, I've left a little bit of a legacy here, you know, nice. and, and uh, it, you know, it, it, it made me feel good. It's awesome. Made me feel proud. Yeah, and she's such a good fit for that um, position. Um, her personality, her temperament. She oh my has. Gosh, she's a dynamo. Yes, and it's. I go like, oh, I want to be in her classroom. <laughs> I just really. <laughs> she's so fun, and she's funny. Her, she cracks me up. I go like, <laughs> she just cracks me she up. She's hilarious. And so I think she's a really great fit um, and just a really, and also just a really nice person too. So great, great pick there. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I wanted to ask, so you do a lot of different types of art and I'd noticed especially that you've been doing painting. So is that really your favorite type of, you know, thing to work on as far as art wise or? You know, that changes. Um, my, my real passion is in sculpture and mm-hmm. 3D, um, uh, clay primarily, mm-hmm. um, because it's just, it's so versatile. You can do so many things with clay, you know, that you can't do with, with other, um, other art uh, media. 
And um, so I, you know, I started uh, working in, in clay in undergraduate school. Oh. But, you know, in, in, in getting an art education degree, you become a jack of all trades mm -hmm. because you have to take studio classes in all these different areas okay. and, um, you know, all these mm -hmm. different uh, uh, media. And um, clay was, was my favorite. Mm -hmm. And so, but I only took two ceramic classes in undergraduate. Um, I, I ended up in, in, in sculpture. Um, and, uh, but then when I started graduate school, again, I was getting another um, art ed degree. And this okay. was when it was, Georgia Southern College. We had not become a university oh. yet. This was in the late eighties, wow. um, and uh, so it's it's. I started graduate school and with an art education degree, and almost lost track of my line of thought there for a second, which is common for me. Um, <laughs> and uh, but I had a lot of studio classes I could okay. take, even though it was an art ed degree. And okay. so every studio class I had, I did oh. in ceramics. I did those nice. with Jane Clay. Wow. And uh, we just, we had, uh, it was just such a good experience, such wow. a good learning experience from her. That's awesome. All right, so are you more of a hand builder or are you more of a throwing person? Really? Oh, yeah. I, I can throw well enough to teach someone else uh -huh. the basics okay. of wheel throwing. And that's the way I taught wheel throwing in high school. Uh -huh. um, I didn't, you know, when you're, when you, you know how it is when you've got uh, a classroom of you know, 28 kids, 30 kids, however many you got in there, and you have three wheels, obviously oh. not everybody's going to get yeah. to be on the wheel. And so, you know, I would rotate students in and out okay. just to give them an experience on it. And oh. then the ones who really showed an interest, yeah. we would work up a schedule so that they would have their time on the wheel to work. And like I said, my experience on the wheel is um expertise in the wheel is minimal um i can throw and 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 i can throw well enough to teach someone else how to do it but hand building i, I just feel so much more expressive um you know it's, it's just so much more you can do with the clay you know nice yeah i'm more of a hand builder the throwing it's fun but it's so challenging and i would watch you know it's just like some students could do both, but it was like usually you gravitated to one or the other. And the ones that threw, I was just like, oh, my goodness, you just made that. And like, I was like, it's fascinating. But everybody has their specialty. But that's so cool. You know, people who throw have such a great seem to have such a great sense of form, yeah. you know, and and uh, and design mm -hmm. and in uh, 3D design. And um, not to say that hand builders don't, you know, mm -hmm. we, 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 we do, but I just, I think it's something about the freedom. Yes, it is. And it, it's almost like, I don't know, it's kind of one of those things you go like, I, it feels like, cause I tended to do sculpt a lot of organic, like animals and things like that. And it was almost like, it was like kind of bringing something that almost looked like it was alive, but it wasn't quite, I don't know. It's kind of one of those weird things. Wow, that's, I can totally relate. That's that's you know because my stuff because because clay lends it towards organic lends itself towards organic form, but I always like to work in some type of contrast. So some of my, a lot of my sculptures in clay would be uh, wall pieces, oh. um, and I would use manufactured ceramic tile as oh. a background or a canvas okay. for the clay sculpture that I would then glue to that surface. So mm. you get this contrast of this nice slick, you know, uh, geometric kind of background with this organic form, you know, posed on, on top of it. Wow. So I was wondering, were there any um, artists that inspired or kind of helped you develop your sensibilities within art? 
as in terms of, I assume you're talking about, you know, mainly, you know, famous artists, you know, people we think of. Um, when I was in graduate school, yeah. I was inspired uh, a good bit by a contempor the contemporary mm. artists at the time, was uh, uh, Michelle Basquiat and, okay. um, Ju and Julian Schnabel. Okay. And uh, both of them, and Julian Schnabel still working as an artist, of course, Basquiat, unfortunately, mm. you know, died um very early in his career i'm not sure if he's a member of the 27 club or not but he was very very young when when he when he died and uh but that both of them are rule breakers mm -hmm. i mean they worked with traditional materials in very non-traditional ways um mm -hmm. you know junior schnabel worked on on large panels or canvases if you want to call it that um and incorporated broken pottery and 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 broken pieces of china that's kind of where the inspiration for my pieces i spoke mm -hmm. of earlier came from and then painted on top of those so we had these you know rough sculptures that were protruding out from you know the the, the canvas and that mm -hmm. sort of thing um so you know just the idea of taking china and breaking mm -hmm. it and then recreating it um yeah. or recreating something new out of it was 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 very, very, um, I don't know, inspiring to me, exciting. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Would... So those, those, and then like for my painting and stuff that I do now, you know, Kandinsky, you know, Moreau, um, those are the, the, the really big ones. Um, I really love the work of Rene Magritte, um, the surrealist, um, just, you know, the hyper-realism of his juxtaposed uh, images, just, you know, it's, it's, they're so imaginative. Well, I would definitely like to, because I also do um, some blogging, I would love to include some images of your sculpture and your paintings, because that would be great. I always think it's so interesting when you see the visuals that artists create, like, you know, it's like their alter ego, kind of, so to speak, so yeah, I would love to include that. Yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of a, a limitation with this format yeah. um, in terms of there not being, you know, we're so image driven. Yeah. But yeah. this is a podcast, so it's, yeah. you know, audio. Yeah. And so people, when people can't see what you're talking about, sometimes it's more difficult to understand what you're talking about, you know? Yeah. But I, um, I do um, some blogging, so I'd love to post some images if that's okay of your work yeah, or absolutely. a link to your website or your social media so people can check that out. Sure. Thank you. So, um, is there anything in particular, um, let's see here. Oh, I almost skipped a question. So how do you stay motivated? Cause, um, especially when you were an art teacher, because I found it, it's very difficult because you, when you're teaching, you're teaching and, um, yeah. it's a wonderful experience. It's so gratifying being a teacher, any type of teacher, I feel like. Um, and especially with art, because I found, um, I did elementary and high school, but especially like. Like in elementary, it was like the longest running teacher next to their PE or music teacher that they'd ever had. And you could <laughs> see their development. And then it was really neat because some of them would come back and they'd be like, can I share my artwork? I'm in high school. Can I come back and talk to your students and show them what I'm doing? And I was like, really? You yeah. want to come back? And now it's like that some of them are pursuing, you know, the, the arts. And it's just it's so cool. But how do you balance that? How did you balance some of that while you were um, a teacher? and doing your own work and getting your master's degree. Yeah, I, I did not. Well, when I, when I was getting my master's yeah. degree, this was when Georgia Southern was on a quarter system. Okay. Um, and I was doing my, you know, classes at night. Okay. And wow. um, so it was, I would, you know, when, 
Wow. When you're in your, you know, twenties, yeah. you know, have a lot more energy and can stay up, you know, late at night and do things and then, you know, do your art, do your classes. I mean, do, you know, your, your work in the studio and then on four hours sleep, get up and, and go teach. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and at that time I was teaching in two elementary schools, um, wow. a good portion of the, you know, I'll teach at one school in a week, teach another school the next week, wow. 35, you know, 30. And 30 kids in each class, seven classes a day. Wow, um, yeah. I had lunch for my planning period wow. um, most of the time. And pushing a cart as well. Uh, the first wow. year I taught at one school, I was pushing a cart from room to room. Really? Um, yeah, teaching. And that was a great, because I'm not the most organized person uh -huh. in the world, yeah. never have been. And yeah. that really made me have to be organized. Mm -hmm. um, because you're going into another teacher's room, your okay. guest. The kids are working at their desks, oh. you know, and of course, as an elementary art teacher, you know, we're a lot of times just kind of considered, uh, we're giving the teachers a, a, a plan, you know, planning mm -hmm. time. And yeah. uh, so, you know, I would walk in, the teacher would walk out, and I would have 30 minutes with the kids to do whatever we could do from the cart on their wow. desktops. And so that was, you know, that was pretty taxing. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, when I was in graduate school, I was making art because, yeah. not because, well, because I had to, but not because I had yeah. to, you know, I was there because I wanted to be. Yeah. Um, so I had to make things. But then once I got out of graduate school and I started teaching, you know, I was teaching full time yeah. and you're put, as a teacher, you know this, you're putting so yeah. much of your own creativity and your own energy into your students. And yeah. when you're doing that eight hours a day yes. and then you come home art was really the last thing I wanted to do, yes. you know? So mm -hmm. I, unfortunately, yeah. I guess, unfortunately, I don't know if it is or not. Mm -hmm. I, when I was, when I was teaching, I didn't make a lot of my own art. Mm -hmm. It was very sporadic, mm -hmm. you know, during the summers I would work. Um, and, you know, sometimes on Saturdays or something like mm -hmm. that. But by the time I, you know, all my creativity, had been like trying to inspire my kids, trying mm -hmm. to give my kids ideas. You know mm -hmm. what, how it is. Oh, yes. you, you give, give this great, you know, presentation and you send the kids to work, especially with the older kids, yes. middle school and, and high school kids older. Then there's, then they're up there. What do I do? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just showed you, you know, and so there, you know, you've got to have to give all this individual, you know, inspiration and all that to, to your students. Mm -hmm. and, and then kind of your, my creativity had been drained for the day. Gotcha. So I did not do a good job yeah. of managing my own um, time, I guess, and sanity, for lack of a better way of putting mm -hmm. it, in making my own art a lot while I was teaching. Gotcha. And I think that is added to the, 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 the how I'm approaching art now that I retired. Oh, okay. um, and I have, you know, time to, to put into it now. So now I'm really feeling what it feels like to be a professional artist you know really in a cool. sense no it, i mean the fortunate yeah. thing in that is that yeah. i do have a, a retirement so I'm, yeah. I'm not having to put food on the table yeah. for my family you know but by yeah. selling my art so yeah. you know it's, it's so sometimes it feels kind of funny to refer to myself as a professional artist because I do, you know, make art. Yeah. I do sell it you yeah. know, when I can. Yeah. Um, I do try to get into shows and that sort yeah. of thing. But my my financial life doesn't depend on it. You know. I think that's that's great. I mean, I think that's something um, that 
it, it, you know, the things that you had mentioned, it makes me feel like, oh, that's kind of, I had to make a choice at a certain point because I felt like I was very exhausted from graduate school and um, just working full-time as a teacher and then also um, coaching. And yeah, I, I totally understand. It does feel like you've just squeezed your mind of all creativity because <laughs> of all the, you know, just... Um, the feedback you give to your students and then just um, how you're going to do, you know, your lessons. You have to be very flexible, whether you're in elementary or high school, I've found, and uh, all of the things that you're you're doing. And so, but yeah, do not you... To mention, yeah. Not to mention all the responsibilities mm -hmm. as a teacher outside of the classroom, mm -hmm. you know. I've always been the one where yeah. when I go inside the classroom yeah. and I shut the door and it's just me and the kids, yeah. I am in the place where I am supposed to be. Yeah. Yes. You know, it's all the other stuff that, you know, it, it's some of it necessary, some of yeah. it not, but all the other stuff that, you know, the duties and the yeah. administrative stuff and the paperwork and the, all the other stuff that, you know, most teachers don't enjoy doing, mm -hmm. you know, that, that kind of, you know, I don't know. It's, it, 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 uh, where some of it's necessary, some of it also gets in the way of education. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, so, um, but now that you're retired, do you tend to work? I always wonder, like, are you, like, do you treat it like your job, like, Monday through Fridays? I'm going to be painting so many hours. Do you keep it flexible? Do you, do you, um, uh, you know? Are you kidding? No. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been that structured okay. in my life. But um, I do try to do something, you know, every day. Mm -hmm. And uh, and it depends on what I'm on. Like if I'm on a painting and uh, it's, you know, and it's really, you know, coming along and everything, I'll I'll work, you know, eight hours and, and on okay. it. And, you know, and, you know, I mean, I'll take breaks. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I'll, I'll be I'll work on it all day long for several days, you know. And sometimes I just have to back away from it, yes. you know, because you'll make what I think is a mistake uh -huh. or I'll, I'll just get stuck and then I'll back away from it for two or three days or a week or sometimes even a month mm -hmm. and then come back to that particular piece. I may be working on something else in the meantime. Um, but, you know, that's, you have another, it's, 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 I'm supposed, I should be kind of, if I want to make mm -hmm. money and if I want to be yeah. a professional artist, I probably should be running this like a business mm -hmm. where, okay, today is, creating day today mm -hmm. is packing and shipping day mm -hmm. today is you know this that you know what i'm saying yes and um i'm just i'm just, I'm just not a business person that's yeah. just not my style mm -hmm. and i think that's true for you yes. know a large number of artists yeah you know how do you do that yeah so and some people it, some people it just comes naturally mm -hmm. so yeah. So, I mean, I'm always a work in progress in that area. I'm just, I love making stuff. <laughs> it's like at the end of it, how do I, how do I send this out? So that's always been the fun, th fun part of figuring things out. So I was wondering, um, yeah. is there anything you wanted to share that you're currently working on, um, art wise? Um, I'm, I'm still, like I say, you mentioned working in gouache and mm -hmm. I am, I do consider myself now a painter and, mm -hmm. um, I'm painting, because uh, it's convenient, mm -hmm. for, so to speak, yes. um, over working in, in clay or, or other materials, um, because painting's portable, and mm -hmm. um, I can paint wherever I want, you know, wherever I want to be, and so, um, 
I kind of fell into that. Okay. And um, I'm working in gouache, which I had never worked in before, or at least I didn't realize yeah. I had worked in it because I just, you know, I'd always worked in, a, in acrylic okay. or, you know, watercolor. Yeah. And what a gouache is, is really is an opaque watercolor yeah. for those who don't know. Yeah. Um, and I found, I had an old set of, oh. of gouache uh, Windsor Newton tins. Okay. I still have them. Um, when I started teaching at Stakesboro High School, the oh. art teacher who was there before me mm. uh, retired and she just basically walked out of the room. I don't know if uh -huh. she took a thing with her. <laughs> and so in her yeah. desk, yeah. and in her desk were these two tins of designer gouache. And I just kind of stored them off to the side, okay. never really paid any attention to them. And then eventually I got them out and started painting with them. I thought, wow. And I realized they're just adult tempera paints. Mm. They behave nice. just like watercolor. Yeah. You know, but you can get this opacity where you can just get these bright, beautiful mm. colors. You know, but then you can also water them down to get these beautiful washes. So again, freedom, mm. you know, freedom of expression with this media that's so versatile. And so I've always been interested in nature uh -huh. and outdoors. And so a lot of my work is inspired from nature, um, but it's all very fantastic, very mm. colorful. You've seen it, you know, yeah. all, all just you know, very, very abstract. These little mm -hmm. kind of subaquatic environments and, and outdoor environments that look like they could be on another planet, but belong here on Earth. You know, I just, just don't know. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, but the latest piece I've been working on has been in that in that line as kind of a an organic kind of a with a landscape feel, but I've been doing pointillism. Oh, it's, wow. oh, that, that's painstaking yeah. it takes a long time not the entire piece portions oh, okay. of it are, are, are in pointillism oh, wow. so that's what i've been working on the most lately oh. um in terms of that goes but i also picked up a couple of gigs uh, with an elementary local elementary oh. school and local middle school painting um doing lettering on oh, some nice. signs with motivational slogans and school logo and stuff like that and that's that's not really my thing uh -huh. But it pushed me out of my comfort zone. Yeah. And when I was approached uh, by a principal about doing that for him, for mm -hmm. him and, or actually her. Yeah. And um, it's, it's, I've had, I had fun doing it. Yeah. And it's a paying job. You yeah. know, we're, we're, we're artists. We're going to pick up a gig wherever we can. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I saw the lettering on your Instagram. You had some of the images posted from that. I thought that was yeah yeah I played, really nice. I played around with some uh what do you call it the yeah. this, the the type of photography where you can move you know very quickly uh time lapse time lapse you can, cool. I, did, I did a time lapse video of that it was kind of fun that was the first mm -hmm. time i'd done one of those yeah i think it's great all the little videos things you're like um I guess as a as an art teacher or just a teacher in general, people you know you get very adaptable and you're willing to learn new things. And I thought it was really cool. It's like he's retired, but he's doing all these cool little videos. He's got his lighting and all that. It looks really nice. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, he's got it going on. So was that just something oh. you just kind of was like? Because I think that's really cool. Because it's like. Um, I think, well, in terms of being an artist and also being an art teacher, you're willing to try new stuff, you yeah. know, and see if it works yeah. or not. And the, I appreciated the tip on the lighting. I got to figure out if I can put it in my budget to get one of those. So, yeah. 
Yeah, it's 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 worth it. Um, I've got my little ring light over here, kind of pushed off to the side, but uh, it's it's definitely worth it um, uh, in terms of being able just to light right up close to what because I use it, you know, for painting. It's it's it clips onto my easel, it clips okay. onto my tabletop, you know, and it puts the light, and you can set different. Uh, uh, a warm light, a cool light, you know, high contrast, you know, you can adjust the brightness on it. So there's, there, are, there are a lot of things you can do. But you know what? I am not a technological person. Mm -hmm. The videos and all that stuff, I can't tell you how long, you know, it, it, it probably takes me, you know, hours to set it up and to do it oh. and then to edit it and then to put it together. Whereas, you know, one of my students, I could probably hand it to them and they could do it, you know, in 30 minutes or less. <laughs> you know, it's just... But I enjoy the challenge and, and, and trying to, you know, uh, YouTube has become my friend yes. <laughs> in terms of learning how to do some of those things. Yes, I agree. And getting ideas for them. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I just, I, I like watching people work as far as their painting, their technique and things like that. And whenever um, somebody's been doing it so long, you just see... Like granted, they're speed painting, so it's quicker. But yeah. I, but you can get a sense of the mastery. So I always go like, oh, how many hours till they just got it to be so effortless to to know like you know what colors they want to use, how how their concepts reading, and all different kinds of things. I always go like, you know, it's it's always still like magic to me. Even you know, even though I like doing art, I go like, oh, I don't know how to do that. But I go like, wow, yeah. that looks like magic. We, we remain little kids, you know, yeah. we still with that kind of sense of wonder, I think. Yeah. So I, I greatly appreciate you sharing this, um, your knowledge on that and the things that you're learning. That is, that's, that's so cool. Um, and, oh, and I wanted to ask you, so, you know, probably, uh, is your, your, where is your favorite place? Um, or can you talk a little bit about, you know, as far as your studio, how you have it set up and, and things like that? Well, actually, I just I just moved my studio from the, a spare bedroom in the mm. house out. I have a, a, a shed uh, in the backyard, and which doubles as a storage space okay. and a very very small studio space. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I'm going to see how that works out. Okay. Um, it's just it was just becoming too cluttered um, in the house, and you know it's running out of space and mm -hmm. that sort of thing. And out there, I can spill paint on the floor, and I can you know, do whatever. <laughs> and plus, it's really easy because I have a I have a really nice easel for water for for okay. gouache that I can paint on it vertically, but I can also flip it horizontally like a tabletop, and so I can move that outside which wow. goes to my favorite place to make art is okay. and my favorite place to be is outdoors. Nice. Um, but I've had some pretty good opportunities yeah. too to do some live, uh, what I call live painting, live performance painting or okay. live painting performances, whatever you want to call it. Um, cool. At uh, music festivals oh, and oh, uh, here actually at a performance at the Avery Center okay. and also you know at the, at the local brewery and any place else that I could get while a band is playing. Uh -huh. um, I'm in the back of the audience or uh -huh. off to the side of the stage or somewhere painting while they're uh -huh. playing. Oh, cool. And uh, so, you know, in, in that I get to interact with um, the the people who are there because mm -hmm. they come up, you know, and they'll ask me questions and that sort of thing. And also, you know, sell art while I'm doing that. Um, but also it's just, it's, music has always been a big part of my life. And, mm -hmm. um, being able to to paint 
while someone else is performing and to gather to get inspiration from that Mm -hmm. um especially at outdoor music festivals Mm -hmm. um i was so disappointed because i had gotten accepted to paint at the um charleston bluegrass festival back in march or april and of course with covid19 it got canceled um but you know i've I've done some other music festivals and it's just such a great uh environment because mm-hmm. people are there to become immersed in music mm-hmm. and art and to be a part of that um that whole you know vibe mm-hmm. um because it's just such a positive vibe mm-hmm. is very very inspiring it really is and so if i had to pick a place mm-hmm. that's my favorite place to, to paint it would be okay. at like a music festival oh neat oh man that is so cool like i and i could yeah. see your paintings really lending themselves because I was going to say, like, some of them felt very, like, I could see the inspirations that you were talking about earlier in the work, and I was like, it feels like it's rhythmic, and it kind of has this movement to it, so yeah, I could definitely see that in the work, and that it would be a great place, you know, a chance to interact with people who share the same interests, so that's awesome. Yeah. It's great. So, I was going to ask next about, oh, goodness. Um, lost my train of thought on because I just got so fascinated by all of that. Um, oh, so basically, what's the most valuable valuable item that you say you could not live without as an artist? Oh, as a painter, I'll, I'll answer that as a painter. Oh, okay. Because I think it would change depending on what. You know, if you're talking actually, literally, you know, something that, that you, a tool, yes. um, it would have to be my easel um, because uh, of the versatility of it, okay. you know, because I can take it wherever I go. Yes. And, and it gives, it provides me a surface to, to work on. Um, probably the most valuable, most indispensable mm-hmm. item for anyone, any yeah. artist, I would think would be a sketchbook. Yeah. Well, because you've got to have a sketchbook mm-hmm. because that's, that's where so much good work you know comes from and, and practice and, yes. and, and all that yes definitely so um it's kind of interesting um because you've you know retired out of teaching and i know this wasn't really one of the questions i had but it just kind of came to mind um yeah. like i guess um what was a bit of advice that you gave your students because you saw the ones that probably were really interested in the arts was there any kind of practical, you know, advice that you would give them about pursuing a career in the arts or just kind of some wisdom that you passed down to them? Give me a second on that one. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to throw you off, but no, I was like, okay. no, it just came to mind. One. I was like, oh. Well, you know, okay, well, it's, it's no secret that you gave me some of the questions before we started. <laughs> and, and, and I'm going to give an answer that I came up with for another question okay. because you gave me this, this question that was like, you know, uh, what are the three final truths that you oh, give? Oh, yeah, I was going to, yeah, that's always my last question. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm going to go ahead and answer it for okay. you, just, okay. just, just to answer this question, because um, my, my first response was, wow, it's getting deep now. <laughs> um, just, you know, my, and this is not necessarily advice as an artist, but it's, it's just for anything, because as a teacher, I, yeah, I was an art teacher, but, yeah. you know, it's, it, I just felt like I was 
a teacher and, 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 um, you know, my, I wanted my classroom to be, and, and a lot of kids have come back and, mm-hmm. and said this or kids, you know, mm-hmm. some of them are in their, in their forties, um, have said that, you know, your, your classroom was my safe spot, my mm-hmm. safe place, you know, because, you know, I, I had kids that would come in, the ones who didn't want to go hang out in the lunchroom or didn't yeah. want to go, you know, hang out in the front of the school or whatever before school started, you know, there's always one or two kids who come to the art room and either work on projects or just come in and just hang out or help me take the tables down off the chairs mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. And, and they weren't always my best art students or mm-hmm. weren't always those, you know, even some of them weren't even my students. Some of them were mm-hmm. just friends of my students. And okay. so I always felt really good about that, okay. you know, that I felt that was approachable. And so I guess, you know, my advice to, my students and anybody first is just you know live simply mm-hmm. you know um just just there's, there's that saying live live simply so that others might live you know mm-hmm. and and um give more than you take you know that was something that i was taught as as a kid uh, mm-hmm. by my parents and all the, the the golden rule um always you know treat other people the way you want to be treated and my my dad, growing up in our, in our rural environment, he was always really good to our neighbors and, and had the other farms and other places, always sharing our, you know, whatever we produced on the farm mm-hmm. with other people. And he was kind of a jack of all trades. Mm-hmm. He was always, you know, somebody had something that was broken or whatever, he would go and help repair it uh, or would repair it for them. And he never charged anybody. Mm-hmm. It was just, that was just his way of giving and giving back. And so that that's always kind of stuck stuck with me um, mm-hmm. to, you know, give more than you take mm-hmm. and, and and stay true to who you are, no mm-hmm. matter who that is, as long as it's, you know, as long as you are, are kind of following what I've already said. Um, mm-hmm. Don't let somebody else decide who you are, you know. You, 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 you decide who you are and who you're going to be. It's, it's, it's going to be okay. You know? mm-hmm. uh, well, those are great words of encouragement and wisdom. And I really greatly appreciate you sharing your knowledge and expertise as an artist and uh, as an art educator. And um, yeah, your former students have some wonderful things to say about you and your influences. <laughs> and it still continues today. So I, I that's one of the great toys well, of being you. a teacher. So. Thank you. Well, you know, the funny thing is I could see myself, maybe yeah. not full-time, but I could see myself walking back into really? a classroom even now. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's um, you know, even after after being out for a couple of years, hey, I still I still find that, that, that I miss it. You oh, know? yeah. The, the, the non-teaching part, not so much. But mm-hmm. being in the classroom, like I said, with my door shut, it's just yeah. me and the kids interacting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. I miss that. Yeah, definitely. That's wonderful. But um, well, but, but yeah. I do just one little thing. I oh, do yeah. get to do a little bit of that at the Avery Center. Uh, oh, Avery nice. Center for the Arts here. I do. I teach some classes there. Oh, um, And the, the funny thing is, most of yeah. my students though are are adults. Uh-huh. Uh, many of them older older than I am. Okay. And, uh, that's, that's super rewarding too. Oh, that's it's a whole new, nice. different audience, you know. Exactly. Yeah, I got fortunate. I decided I wanted to see if I'd like teaching adults and I did a continuing education class for drawing with GSU here in Savannah and I loved it it was great it was a night class and it's people who were retired or this was just something that they really had wanted to pursue so if you're coming to a night class from six to nine and you have a full-time job then you really want to be there and so it was just a real joy they were wonderful they were all 
Yeah, they were just they were just excited to be there and just try new things and talk about their art and we could talk for hours about their art. It was just, you know, just about what they were thinking and what, you know, where they wanted to go with it. It was like, and um, it fascinated to me because they had already had, you know, very strong careers in like healthcare or whatever field they were in and done some amazing things that I was so impressed with. And then they come in and want to draw and just, you know, enjoy the process and get better at it. It was, it was great. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, it is. It's very rewarding. Yes. Well, thank you, Bunyan, for sharing all of your knowledge and expertise. Could you? Uh, would you be okay with doing a shout out for your where people can see your work? Um, I'll post it in my blog, but um, if they hear this and they want to go check it out right away. Yeah, I have. Um, I have a, a website, and I'm on Instagram. I don't use Facebook so much. Mm -hmm. It's just there's just too much other stuff on there. I do have a <laughs> Facebook page, but yeah. but um, but I, I just anyway, I am so long. I'll pick the longest, most convoluted name for my oh. studio that I could possibly do, but it's okay. Um, it's called Ichi Geechi Studio. E C H E E G E E C H E E studio.com uh, okay. and so that's that's my website and that's also my uh, Instagram page where you can see my artwork there and kind of keep up with me uh, on a daily thing great well I'll also put it in the description box of this podcast great. and people can um, check it out but uh, well thank right. you again and um, everybody thank you for listening to my creative life thank you Nancy it's been my pleasure you're welcome <laughs>